0: Now, here's Brian Barnhart.
1: And good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Windy City here in Chicago. It is basketball coming up tonight for the Fighting Illini as they'll take on the Ohio State Buckeyes. It's the annual Chicago game with a little bit of a twist here tonight at 6 o'clock as the Illini will take on the Ohio State Buckeyes at the United Center in Chicago. We're at the Renaissance in downtown Chicago, overlooking the river, all the big uh, Tribune Tower, Trump Tower, all the big buildings downtown that are here. We're overlooking all of those as we broadcast today. A busy two hours here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Busy week the rest of this week, of course, and all eyes are on Washington, D.C. today as they continue to file in for the funeral of the former president, George H.W. Bush, 41 as he's affectionately known. So all of that is ongoing. That will be starting a little later this morning, about 10 a.m. Central Time, out at the Cathedral in Washington. Then they'll uh, take the body of the former president, take it back eventually to Texas for burial there at the uh, Texas A&M next to his wife, the uh, Bush Library. So all of that happening today. Everybody's kind of keeping an eye on that. Don't know if you saw the image of Bob Dole. That was a very, very moving image of uh, the former senator and uh, war hero and and all the things he's been through and his salute to George H.W. Bush last night. So just a, a programming note for you. We'll, of course, have all our usual coverage of men's basketball here, 430. Scott Beatty, Illini game day. We'll tip off at 6 o'clock here from the United Center in Chicago with Illinois and Ohio State. Then after everything's done, the post-game show and everything, then we'll rerun. Uh, for you in its entirety all of the service today so you'll be able to hear all of that from cbs after the ball game tonight if you want to catch all the the radio coverage of that of course television will have it all day long as well great to have you with us uh, up in chicago my wife leanne and i drove up uh, last night we went to hamilton a lot of people have been to hamilton it's a great uh, performance at one of the theaters here in downtown chicago and uh if you ever get a chance to see it, you should. It's about three hours, but it moves quick. Uh, tells the story of Alexander Hamilton, Aaron Burr, and everything connected to it. If you've been to see it before, uh, I know that uh, you were likely impressed with it. It's been very, very good, uh, had a chance to see it. So we did that last night doing the show here today. Lots on the show today. We're going to cover a lot of ground in a rather quick fashion. Tomorrow on Penny for Your Thoughts, we'll be back in studio and during the course of the show, we'll have some open line time. We'll have Lynn Barnes on. We'll talk about the community Christmas dinner out at First Christian Church. They've been doing that now about a decade, I think, is how long it's been going on. So we'll talk to Lynn Barnes about that. And then the pink tax, Gail Rost will join us as we get ready for Christmas time. And then on Friday, we'll have an hour and a half with Justice Robert Steigman as he visits with us every uh, four or five weeks or so. And we'll visit with him. On Friday morning from 9 to 10.30, then take you to volleyball pregame coverage, pre-match coverage, if you will, for the Illini match in the Sweet 16 with Marquette coming up on Friday. But today we're going to talk about Carl healthy beginnings. What is that, you ask? Well, we're going to find out here in a few minutes. Uh, Jamie Mullen, uh, Nick queeley gainer uh, is a, a social worker. He's going to join us and talk about how that works. Later on this hour, the 70 over 70 nominees. You've heard of 40 under 40. This will be 70 over 70, Clark Lindsay and the News Gazette media team teaming up on that. And then uh, in the second hour, going to visit with Scott Gindell. He's a U of I grad based here in Chicago. He's the president and founder of uh, Terrico Real Estate. He's had some interest uh, previously in previous years in Champaign, uh, works uh, development of management of shopping centers and all of that. But uh, he's a U of I grad, huge Illini fan, leader in the Jewish community here in Chicago, and Going to visit uh, with his organization that is also involved with a church in Chicago regarding violence and uh, counseling for those affected by violence here in the uh, city of Chicago. It's a pretty neat uh, idea that they've come up with and an idea that have formed together with an African-American church and a leader in the Jewish community to try to help combat violence in Chicago. And it might be a benefit to communities like Champaign or Urbana and Danville and so forth, that are experiencing a lot of the violence that we've seen, gun violence especially. So that will be the uh, second hour today for a while. If we get some time at the end, we'll do some more open line as well. But uh, lots to get to today. I uh, want to remind you we're here tonight for basketball and then back in studio tomorrow. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number. You can text us anytime during the show, whether we have guests on or not. Feel free to text us at... Uh, Three five one five three five seven, and you can email us at talk at wdws.com. We will uh, come back and get it started after this opening timeout. Penny for your thoughts today. Special edition from Chicago as we continue here on DWS. We'll be in Chicago tonight for Big Ten basketball, Illinois and Ohio State at the United Center. Tip off at 6 o'clock. Illini Game Day with Scott Beatty at 4 30. Comes your way later today. All right, and we are uh, downtown Chicago here at the Renaissance, beautiful view of uh, downtown with the river. The uh, water taxis are out, people are out and about getting their uh, business day started here in downtown Chicago. A lot of shoppers out of course, Michigan Avenue up and uh, well, a lot of lights. Tell you what, it's very very pretty. We're glad to be with you. 3569397 is our uh, phone number. You can uh, join us on the text line as well, 3515357. And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Hey, as you uh, get ready to uh, spend some money this holiday season, according to the National Federal uh, Retail Federation, this is from Busey, the average spending per person, speaking of spending, is $967 roughly. Also, total spent on gifts for family, $478. 38% of holiday shoppers, they say, will donate money to charity, and 37% plan to donate items, including meals for needy families. And, Busey shares some holiday tips to keep your wallet as fat and happy as the jolly old man himself. Make a list, check it twice, be a bargain hunter from coupons to free shipping and deal hunting websites. You've got to stick to your list. If you forget someone, add them to your budget and adjust the amount you spend on others. Factor in other expenses, review receipts from last year, save receipts this year for a reality check. Be cautious with credit and review your statements carefully. Busey. Is committed to helping customers handle their hard-earned money responsibly while enjoying the holidays. Challenge yourself to be both meaningful and impactful with gifts. Remember, your time may be the most meaningful present they receive. For more, visit the Publications page in the Resource Center on Bucy.com today. And you can visit one of their many locations in town or call 1-800-67-BUSEY for information. All right, Uh, Adam Austin is back in our uh, studio in Champaign, and uh, Adam, good to have you with us today, and I know we've got uh, what our first guest, I think, is ready to go, Uh, Nick Quehley-Gainer is a uh, social worker. Carl, healthy beginnings, and Nick, good morning to you. How are you doing?
2: Good morning, Brian. Doing well. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, how's, uh, I guess it was a little slick there this morning, huh? It was a little
2: slippery coming in, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about Carl Healthy Beginnings and uh, the Mobile Health Clinic. First of all, give us your background a little bit. What all do you do, and uh, tell us your involvement in this.
2: So I'm a licensed social worker. I work on the Mobile Health Clinic, um, and then I also work for our Healthy Beginnings program, which provides home visiting services for pregnant moms and their
1: babies. And how did this come about? Who's, uh, whose idea was it? Uh, what, what's the idea behind it, I guess?
2: So this was the vision for a couple of years of Carl's, uh, what we call our community health initiatives. It's Carl's efforts to um, try to address poverty and health care disca- disparities here in Champaign-Urbana and Champaign County um, and trying to find new and innovative ways to get the health care out into people's communities and into their homes and eliminate some of the barriers that we've been seeing for a number of years for people accessing health care here in Champaign-Urbana.
1: And uh, so th- when you go out with this, is there a cost for any of this?
2: So we try to see anybody. We, we feel like we should serve anybody who comes into the mobile health clinic. Um, that is our vision. That's our goal is to serve all people who come to us. Um, we don't turn anybody away. We do discuss options with people when they, when they check in. Um, and if necessary, we will, and that's one of my roles, is to help talk to them about our uh, generous financial assistance programs that we can do an application with them right wh- while they're there and try to eliminate any of those concerns for them before they have their visit.
1: Mm-hmm. Nick Quigley-Gainer is with us for a few minutes. If you have any comments or questions you want to send in, you can certainly do that. We're talking about the mobile health clinic, Healthy Beginnings. Uh, talk about the name itself, Healthy Beginnings, trying to, I guess, what, get an early start on giving people a, a good start, right, in, in the health area.
2: Yeah, Healthy Beginnings, it, it started, like I said, with our the idea of, of addressing that um, prenatal to to early childhood stage through our home visiting program, which is a nurse center program. And then, again, under this umbrella of community health initiatives and Healthy Beginnings, we also launched the mobile health clinic, which, again, is trying to address people who maybe haven't been connected with their physicians or are new to town and and need a new start getting set up with care. And that's something where we can see them for what they may need treated that day. But then our goal is to get them connected with um, a primary care physician. And that can be at Carl, but it can also be at, you know, we see patients who want to go to Christie, who want to go to Francis Nelson, public health office. So we're going to get people connected where wherever they want to go, but we're, make su- we're going to make sure they get treated that day.
1: Are a lot of communities doing this or is this kind of unique to our area?
2: So, we are part of a, a statewide and even a national coalition of mobile health units. Um, each one is unique. Um, this is one of the few ones that we know of that's downstate, but uh, it, there, there are some, and we actually had this um, developed out of a, a company out of Ohio. So there are mobile health units like this all over the country, but we like to feel like this is um, a unique opportunity to address the needs that we've been seeing in this community.
1: Uh, you are a social worker, Uh, how does that help being on site, uh, being kind of a unique member of the healthcare team, and uh, what types of connections can you help make in your position in regards to this?
2: Right, so the, you know, the the main providers on the clinic are going to be the physicians, the nurses, um, advanced practice providers, but uh, having a social worker on the clinic was always the intention from the start, and it's so that we can, uh, or I can screen for uh, what we call social determinants of health. So those things that we feel like have a major impact on health that maybe aren't always addressed um, during a physician visit or a clinic visit or hospital visit. So looking at do they have uh, food needs at home for their family? Are there housing issues? Are there Do they need help with um, employment or the financial assistance for, for the visit or for a number of other things? Is there you know talking to them about are they safe at home or in their community or at work or at school all these things that you don't always necessarily um discuss with the physician and that's why um, i would be there to to do some screening for those things and then to start discussing what what services are available and some of the new sites that we're going to be at are actually we're going to be partnering with some of the services we can get them plugged into that right right while they're there on the clinic or after they leave the clinic
1: Again, uh, we're visiting with uh, Nick Quigley-Gainer. He is uh, part of the the Healthy Beginnings here from Carl, the Mobile Health Clinic. Um I understand you're expanding some. You may have touched on this a little bit, but uh where are you going to be going? How do you decide where to go and talk about that expansion a little bit?
2: Sure. So, we we worked really hard in the beginning when we were developing the Mobile Health Clinic to identify areas that have critical needs that are underserved in this community. Um, When we launched in the summer and in the fall, we were intentional about being at some of the schools in town to make sure that kids could be in school and stay in school and have the physicals and vaccinations that we needed, and we were really successful with that, serving several hundred children, elementary, middle school, high school kids, Um, and now we are expanding to some new sites. So we're looking at some of our community partners in town that serve um, people who are homeless, provide employment services, services for people with disabilities. Um, so we have started this month at Salt and Light, which is uh, their new location in Urbana off of Philo Road. And we are trying really hard to have a presence in that neighborhood, in that community, partnering with Salt and Light and some of the surrounding service, uh, community agencies in that area. And um, like I said, you know, working with the, the people who shop there, the people who work there, the people who receive services there, and then we're there as well to provide our healthcare services. We're also going to be expanding to um, the Illinois WorkNet office, which is in Champaign off of Mattis, and that provides unemployment services, job training, services for people with disabilities. There's a homeless shelter right around the corner there. So, again, we we'll want to have a presence as people are already going to that um, location as a destination, and we can be there to provide additional services.
1: What's been the response from the people you've helped?
2: Everybody that walks in is. To be honest, really impressed with the how how much how um, convenient it is, how uh, comfortable it feels when they walk in. We tried to be really intentional with the way that we had designed it to to make sure it had all the needs that we needed, f- just like you would have in a clinic. Um, but to make it you know to make it appealing when people walk in. So we've gotten a great response in that end. We've had so far we've had wonderful responses from our community partners. The schools have. Um, been really appreciative of the fact that they can easily connect their students to the clinic when they, again, when they need those physicals or vaccinations. And we've had great responses from the churches that we've been located at, from our community partners. Um, So it's been, you know, it's been a a positive response from the community so far.
1: I know my wife's enjoyed uh, volunteering some. Uh, Do you take more volunteers? How can people help, I guess, if they want to help you guys help others?
2: Sure. So we have had several volunteers. Um, They were critical when we were serving the families during the um, getting the school physicals because we had some days where they were, you know, five, 10 families waiting to be seen. And it wasn't too long of a wait, but, you know, they were the mobile clinic can only have so many people inside. So there was a lot of people waiting outside. We would have chairs and tables for them to sit at. But the volunteers were helpful to be there to engage with the kids, talk with the parents, you know, just sort of that extra support while uh, the families are there waiting to get the care that they need and and we're still doing that with uh, with the volunteers now Um, so yeah there are there are definitely opportunities to if you know volunteers want to help on the clinic um, just sort of be there to to wait and talk and and play with the kids that's something that we, we always welcome.
1: Well, Nick, there's always uh, good information to pass along. I think this is is great information with the Carl Healthy Beginnings and all the work that is uh, being done in our community, uh, either to volunteer or if people want to learn more about all of this, who should they call, what should they do?
2: So the best place to go is our website. It's carl.org slash mobilehealthclinic. And we have month to month we have our calendar of locations will be the dates and times that will be there and we update that each month because it does sometimes change based on location and, and date that will be will be out in the community um, and then there's a list of all the different services that we provide if someone feels like they need to make a phone call that day just to double check where we're gonna be they can call us as well it's uh,
1: 217-365-7928 all right hey Nick uh, I know this is um uh, kind of a a new thing uh, that has come to our community, and uh, I think it's great. And I, I just think there's so much need out there and uh, just, a, I think, a unique avenue to reach out and help those around us.
2: Well, thanks, Brian. We're really excited about it. I've, I've uh, been happy to have been involved with it since the beginning, and I'm excited to keep seeing it grow.
1: All right. Hey, Nick, thank you for being with us today. Good luck. Thanks, Brian. We appreciate it. Nick Quigley-Gainer, Carl Healthy Beginnings, the uh, Mobile Health Clinics, and you can reach out to them and check it out if you either want to be a volunteer or help out where they're going to be or learn about where they're going to be and the resources uh, they have and need. Feel free to reach out. We'll take a break. We're back with more here from Chicago. Tell you about 70 over 70. What is that? Well, we'll tell you about that coming up in a little bit. News headlines as well coming up here at the bottom of the hour. You can join us, 356 Text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling Text line 351-5357, and you can email us at any time at WDWS Talk at WDWS.com. Back to Chicago after this.
3: Tonight after Illini Basketball coverage, we link up with CBS Radio News to tape delayed coverage of President George H.W. Bush's state funeral. That's tonight after basketball coverage on DWS. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, the images coming out of Washington, D.C., as they get ready for the uh, funeral of George H.W. Bush as that continues. Had a great day yesterday visiting with all our different voices Jim Dye and Steve Beckett, and we had uh, Sam Skinner on, the former chief of staff and transportation secretary for Bush uh, 41. Had all of that yesterday. Appreciate everybody's input on that as we took a day, set it aside to uh, remember George H.W. Bush. Some of the uh, local headlines. Uh, Of course, a lot of news out of Urbana schools. Don Owens put on paid administrative leave, effective immediately. That was done by the Urbana School Board. Also, the assistant superintendent, Kathy Barber, no reasons officially given as to why. Uh, They said the board statement was, there's never a good time to change administrators. Preston Williams, who for many years was the superintendent, he will serve as an interim. Meanwhile, the... um, Situation at State Farm Center. Story there in News Gazette Media today. Uh, State Farm Center considering use of walk-through metal detectors. That's according to the uh, State Farm Center director, Kevin Yulstead All concert shows, athletic events. They currently use uh, handheld wands for some of the shows with a more active crowd, such as rock or hip-hop and so forth. But uh, they're at least looking at that, considering it. Uh, no final decisions yet based on... Uh, That article today, if you want to check that out in News Gazette Media. And the cannabis fines lowered uh, by Champaign City Council to $50. They'll launch an extended discussion on that as well. So all of that uh, taking place locally. If you have any thoughts on those, you can certainly text us at any time at uh, 3515357, Castle Heating and Cooling text line. And you can call us at any point. We've got various guests today, but in and around all of that, if you want to jump in. You certainly can. Back in studio tomorrow, we'll have Justice Steigman on Friday for an hour and a half before volleyball at 11. So we're busy in Chicago. Basketball tonight, Illinois and Ohio State. Pre-game coverage starting at 4.30. News headlines here at the bottom of the hour at 9.31. Let's get to that, and then we'll come back with more here from Chicago.
0: A penny for your thoughts with Brian Barnhart, Continue on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397, email talk at WDWS.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357.
1: Back on Penny for your thoughts here up in uh, Chicago. We're overlooking the Chicago River, downtown Chicago. Kind of an overcast, cold day as you might expect in December. But uh, the gearing up for the holiday season, we have a uh, busy show for you today. We had the folks on. uh, We had uh, one person on, Nick uh, Quigley Gainer from Carl Healthy Beginnings, and you can always reach out to them if you'd like to help out, volunteer or otherwise or learn where they're going to be with the mobile health clinic. Certainly you can take part in that. We have basketball here tonight, Illinois against Ohio State at 6 p.m. tonight at the United Center in Chicago. There was a couple of Big Ten games last night, and this is, I think, going to tell you how the league is going to go this year. Michigan went on the road, ranked fifth in the country, and barely got by Northwestern, 62-60. Wildcats had them in trouble there for a while. And Indiana went out to Happy Valley and beat Penn State 64-62. So those were two two two-point games. Ohio State coming off a win over Minnesota in their first ball game of the year, first Big Ten game. They blew out the uh, Gophers there. And, of course, Illinois lost at Nebraska in the uh, ball game out in Lincoln. Three five six nine three nine seven is how you can join us. Just keeping uh, one eye here on uh, the weather, of course. A little slick, I understand. I know we had a jackknife uh, semi uh, this morning on one of the interstates, I think on 57. So that was a problem. And uh, just be careful out there as you uh, move about today. Coming up in the 10 o'clock hour, Scott Gindell is going to join me here in my uh, studio here in Chicago. Uh, he's a U of I grad based here in Chicago, president of uh, Terrico Real Estate interest in the Champaign area of works a lot he's a a firm he founded in 1985 and a big big Illini fan did in fact did an Illini podcast uh, several years ago when podcasts were just getting started and uh, Pastor Chris Harris is going to join us as well with the Bright Star Church here in Chicago about their community outreach combination we'll talk some Illini sports as well uh, in the next hour with Scott and our guests so all of that coming up in hour number two uh tomorrow, we'll have some open line time. Lynn Barnes will join us towards the end of the first hour. Uh, Lynn, of course, involved in the community Christmas dinner, which we've had every year. Jim Turpin will be the MC of that event coming up at First Christian Church. So we'll tell you about that. And then we'll learn about the pink tax, what that is uh, tomorrow. I think if you're a woman and you shop, uh, you're aware of it. But uh, we'll explain that. And then on Friday, it is Justice Steigman for an hour and a half. And then we'll have a half-hour volleyball pregame pre-match if you will and then illinois and marquette volleyball at 11 in the morning on friday so that's what's happening on penny for your thoughts here we'll have our basketball coverage starting at 4 30 tonight for illinois basketball against ohio state well you've heard of the uh 40 under 40 well uh, we're going to talk now here about 70 over 70 i think whitney embert is with us whitney are you there in studio i'm here how are you
3: i'm good brian how are you
1: good all of our guests ready to go and
3: I we are ready we to are go ready <laughs>
1: okay <laughs> well we have some guests today uh among our guests uh in studio have sarah hawkins sarah are you there i am here very good and we have karen blatzer good morning brian hi good morning everybody's accounted for
3: <laughs> everybody's <present>. <laughs> roll <laughs> call <Yeah. laughs>
1: sarah and karen are from uh, clark lindsey we'll talk about their involvement in this but whitney give us uh the big picture here 70 over 70 What what is this
3: so 70 over 70 is kind of a mirror of our 40 under 40 um, these wonderful women at Clark Lindsay approached us and said we have a great idea that we want to celebrate some of the older demographic in our community um, and we kind of want to base it off the 40 under 40 and it just kind of Slingshot from there, I think they would agree. (laughs) Uh So uh, what it is, is we officially are opening up nominations for people to nominate people in the community who are active who are philanthropic and you know And we really just want to celebrate these people and i'll let uh sarah and karen kind of elaborate more on that um, but we have nominations opening up today and they will be open through january 31st and then after that we'll announce our 70 winners and have a fabulous event in early april
1: all right. Well, Sarah and Karen, we'll let you kind of tell us Clark Lindsay's end of this and how this came about. And uh, whoever wants to talk, just it's it's your microphone. Okay.
4: <laughs> All right, Brian. Oh. Well, this is Karen. <laughs> and, uh, and um, you know, we were real familiar with the 40 under 40, but we really didn't see um, anywhere in our community that really celebrated older adults to that magnitude and so we we thought it would be a natural fit to approach the news gazette and to say hey what if we did 70 over 70 and um, Sarah and I work at Clark Lindsay, and so we see every day the residents who live there. We see how they uh, volunteer in our community, how they serve as mentors, how they um, some of them still work, and they're consultants. And they do all these wonderful things, and um, we want to celebrate that because we know that that happens not only at Clark Lindsay, but outside our walls throughout East Central Illinois, and um, we just love that there's now going to be a venue to celebrate those people.
3: Sarah, do you want to add to that? No, we're just, I just think it's really important for us to, you know, recognize these people. Because like, as Karen said, we don't see it a lot. I mean, I know that there is a a program through RSVP that, um, you know, recognizes um, the retired group in the community um, at the end of the year. But this is just something that's even bigger and better, I hope, and that uh, people will have a good opportunity to get those people out there in the community nominated. We just want to make sure that you don't yeah. leave anybody out. no. And I think, you know,
4: as a society, I think we have a stereotype of older adults. And after we retire, then we don't really we don't really ha- have accolades for, for people. And so we think that this is really important because, um, just like I said, they're doing so many wonderful things in our community, and we want to make sure that people who are 70 and better are recognized for that.
1: Well, and people are living longer, too. I mean, that's part of it, right? I mean, as you say, you retire, but, uh, you know, Seventy years ago, the retirement age is what it is, but people weren't living long beyond that, or maybe dying before that, or whatever. And now people are living, and we saw our our president here that just passed away. He was skydiving at seventy and eighty and ninety. So, I mean, there's so many things that I think members of our community that are. Uh, or 70, or over, uh, that anybody they right. can contribute in so many different ways.
4: Well, research shows us that only 30% of how we age is attributed to our genetics. That 70% has to do with the choices we make every day concerning our well-being. And the four components a well-being are physical, spiritual, social, and intellectual. And when we have those four components, integrated into our daily lives we tend to be happier and we tend to live longer and we're definitely seeing that at uh, clark Lindsay. we have a 96 year old who goes to the office at least three days a week and a 101 year old woman who volunteers at Carl's. so you know there's all kinds of um, wonderful things that we can keep doing as we age and uh, we need to start preparing it's never too soon to start preparing and and, and make wise choices <laughs>
1: Sarah Hawkins is with us. Karen Blatzer from Clark Lindsay. I'm in Chicago at the uh, in downtown Chicago. Whitney uh, Emmert is there from News Gazette Media. So, Whitney, kind of help us. Uh, how can people nominate? Where do they need to go? What do they need to do uh, to kind of get this started to help recognize these folks?
3: Yes, yeah, so we wanted to make sure we really got the word out and we made it easy for everybody to try and nominate. So uh, if you would like to go online, you can go to newsgazette.com/backslash/seventy-over-seventy, 70, and a nomination form is right there online. Um, or if you're more comfortable filling it out in person, uh, you can tr- uh, stop by NewsGazette Media in downtown Champaign and pick up a form. Um, and you can also stop by Clark Lindsay because they also have some nomination forms as well. Um, the only thing that we ask is if you do fill out hand fill out a nomination form, we ask you attach a recent photo of your nominee. And if you would like it returned back to you, just fill out a self address stamped envelope and we'll get those photos back to you.
1: Okay. Well, that's uh, pretty easy to do. And uh, again, they need to get them in by, you said what date?
3: January 31st.
1: Oh, okay. So we've got a little wait. bit of time. Don't wait. Get those nomination
3: right. now. Do it right now. <laughs> and speaking
4: of photos, <laughs> I wanted to mention the photo that's in today's News Gazette in the ad features Howard Ross, who lives at Clark Lindsay. And you're going to be seeing um, more uh, pictures of uh, a lot of our active uh, residents at Clark Lindsay, we did a, a project called the Passions Project. And it, these photos were taken by a national photographer, Heidi Wagner, who's based in Colorado. And her whole purpose is to show older adults it, through her photography pursuing their passions. And so in this picture with Howard Ross today, you'll see he uh, is passionate about woodworking. But we have a variety of different talents, including uh, what is it, drumming and Pottery. pottery there's
3: photography they sent me the photos and they are amazing they're they're so wonderful we're so excited that they let us you know be able to use these photos because they really tell the story of exactly what we're looking for yeah mm-hmm. real people in our right, communities
1: yep yeah, it's the 70 over 70 and again uh whitney uh we'll have like an event in april have we set a date yet for that or
3: april 4th it, april it'll be 4th. at the round barn banquet center
4: a 9.30 okay. brunch.
3: Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds great. Anything else we need to add? I, I think we've covered the waterfront here. But
3: Just go out and nominate. Yep, that's all we yeah. ask.
1: Yeah. <laughs> get those in. Well, Sarah and Karen, thank you thank for this you, idea Karen. and partnering with us at News thank Gazette you. Media. And what a great opportunity to honor those in our community, uh, you know, 70 over 70. And we'll look forward to April and, and get those things in right away while we're thinking about it.
4: Great. We're really excited about it.
1: Very good. Thank you, ladies. Thanks, I appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. It. All right. Be safe back there. Have a good day. We'll continue with more here from uh, Chicago. Penny for your thoughts. Illini basketball tonight. That's why I'm here. Back in studio tomorrow. Back after this on Penny for your thoughts. Join us later today for Line Illini men's basketball. In Chicago, it's Illinois and Ohio State at the United Center. Tip off at 6. Illini game day at 4.30 tonight. We're in Chicago, and uh, this is part of the annual uh, game in Chicago, 6 o'clock start time. I know a lot of people talked about uh, when they heard about the start time of the game on a weeknight in Chicago, uh, not necessarily uh, everybody happy with that, of course, as a fan, but uh, hopefully fans will turn out tonight anyway with the uh, 6 o'clock tip. If not, if you can't join us, of course, at the United Center, we'll have it for you On the radio tonight at uh, 4.30 with our uh, game day coverage. We've got the Illini women playing tonight. Uh, That uh, will be on the internet. You can follow that. Uh, Scott Beatty will be handling the play-by-play of that for the Illini women at 7 o'clock tonight against Indiana State. Of course, volleyball coverage coming your way on Friday, 11 a.m., 10.30 a.m. That's right, 10.30 a.m. pre-match, pre-game show. And we'll have uh, Justice Steigman in with us from 9 until 10.30 10.30 on Friday morning. Some texts in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Uh, Benny says, I'll be rooting for the Washington Huskies in the Rose Bowl. And also he says, I hope Ryan Day will do a better job of handling off the field problems better than Urban Meyer did. So those are the couple of the uh, texts that have come in this morning here on the uh, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 351-5357. Thanks to our folks from uh, Carl Healthy Beginnings. They were with us At the uh, start of the show, we had Nick uh, quigley Gaynor on with us about all of that. If you'd like to check that out, feel free to reach out to them. And uh, also, uh, just got done with the 70 over 70 program that will be happening, uh, of course, uh, as you can get your entries in for that in Champaign through uh, Clark Lindsay and through News Gazette Media. If you have any questions, contact us there at News Gazette Media for all of that. One of our sponsors on Penny for Your Thoughts is OSF Ergo. New modern urgent care service, the term ERGO, derived from urgent care for people on the go. And they found that young, busy professionals are looking for something very different in a health care experience, and OSF ERGO's redefining care delivery to create a better experience for all patients by meeting them where they are in their health care journey. Each visit will be personalized so that patients receive the exact care and service they need without sacrificing time or quality. A couple of locations for you. They're at 2043 South Neal right near the Harvest Market, 2718 North Prospect Avenue in Champaign, near Walmart and Meyer, is where you can find them. They're open 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., seven days a week, 365 days a year. And, again, the uh, locations at 2718 North Prospect and 2043 South Neal. The good news is when you uh, go to OSF Ergo, they'll get you in and out in 30 minutes. They've got complimentary Wi-Fi. They've got uh, charging stations there if you need a uh, lab done for work, a physical, initial entry care, and uh, drug testing. They've got an on-site lab and uh, x-ray services, all of that uh, generally covered by insurance. Patients can also pay privately. That's at OSF Ergo, one of our sponsors here on Penny for your so- uh, thoughts. 356 is how you can join us. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line, 351-5357, and email us, talk at WDWS.com. Tell you what, Adam, let's get another break in here real quick, a couple of minutes, and then we'll uh, preview what's going to happen next hour here on Penny for your thoughts as we come your way from Chicago, Illinois, and Ohio State. Tonight at 6 at the United Center in Chicago. We'll take a quick break. Back with more here from Chicago after this. And welcome back. We're in downtown Chicago here. Penny, for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWs. News coming up here at 10 o'clock. Again, a reminder. Programming note: We'll have our basketball coverage tonight, starting at 4:30. The tip-off at 6. Of course, at the UC in Chicago. Then, if you'd like to hear all of the uh, state funeral for President Bush, uh, that is ongoing in Washington D.C. All the presidents have gathered. All the dignitaries filing into the cathedral as uh, that is ongoing. We'll have that in its entirety from CBS after the ball game tonight if you want to listen for all of that. But that will be ongoing all day long today. Thanks to our first hour and our guests, talk about healthy beginnings at Carl with uh, Nick quillig Gaynor. We also had the folks on from Clark Lindsay. Appreciate their being with us as well. And Whitney Emmert, the uh, 70 over 70 nominees. So make sure you get your nominees in for that. And uh, we'll talk with Scott Gandell coming up, U of I alum based here in Chicago. We'll talk with him and we'll met officially is where his uh, – Headquarters are. We'll talk to a big Illini fan, by the way. It's coming up next on WDWS. Champaign-Urbana, 10 o'clock at the Tone.
0: It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397, email talk at WDWS.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217 351 5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart.
1: And good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Penny for your thoughts. Hour number two here on News Talk 1400 DWS. As we've had a busy first hour, busy week here. We've got basketball tonight, of course, our coverage with the men. The Atlanta women played tonight as well in Champaign. And, of course, volleyball getting ready for the Sweet 16 coming up on Friday. Glad you're with us. Appreciate all our guests. The first hour. We uh, have our own little studio here overlooking the Chicago River. We're in downtown Chicago near the Chicago Theater. Great location here for the uh, Team Hotel. And uh, found my friend Scott Gindell is here. How are you? Pull that mic up a little bit there. There you Brian, go. Brian,
5: pleasure to be here. Yeah, well, how are you? great to see you. And- Leanne, it's uh, wonderful to uh-huh. be here with you in Chicago, and I'm anxious for an Illini victory tonight at yeah. the United Center.
1: You're going to the game? Absolutely. Yeah, you've got your pen on, a of block eye, you've got your orange scarf and your jacket. You're
5: I, you're, I bleed <laughs> orange and blue.
1: <laughs> well, you're based up here in Chicagoland. Tell us about uh, what you do up here.
5: So I'm a real estate developer. I've built uh, shopping centers in 12 different states, I've done extensive work actually even in Champaign on Prospect Boulevard where the Menards is and the Binnies and the shops behind it. That was our original development uh earlier uh probably 15 years ago. We no longer own it but we're actively looking for more projects in the Champaign Urbana area and we're actively developing everywhere around the city of Chicago right now including some of the hippest neighborhoods. In Chicago, Logan Square, Hyde Park, Woodlawn. Uh, we've got a project right across from Wrigley Field mm. that we're doing this year as well. So uh, even though I'm decidedly unhip, I develop in some <laughs> very cool neighborhood.
1: <laughs> yes, you do. And the name of your company? You is Terrico. It, uh, Terrico. Uh-huh. And you founded that, right?
5: I did. 33 years ago with uh, my wife, Lisa, and mm. we've been going strong ever since. Uh, there were a couple years that I'd like to, to trade in, but... By and large, it's <laughs> been a, a, a fantastic run, and, and we've made great friends, affected change in communities, and uh, really, I think, done great work in the world.
1: I know uh, you're Jewish. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Thank and, you. And You're one of the leaders here in the Jewish community in Chicago, and you just recently went to Israel, right?
5: We, we recently went to Israel. We led a uh, an interfaith mission with a well-known pastor, Pastor Chris Harris, who's in Bronzeville on the south side of Chicago. Uh, My wife, Chris's wife, and I led this mission. There were 33 people on the trip. We were gone for approximately two weeks. We covered the depth and breadth of Israel. We went to Christian sites, Jewish sites, Muslim sites. We really got a feel for Israel that I've never had before. I've been there probably 20 times, but this was the first time I went and saw Israel through different people's perspectives who may not have shared the same beliefs and the same ideas that I did. And I thought it was fascinating for me. It was like seeing Israel for the first time all over again because of the perspectives that I got from others who were with me.
1: And uh, Scott Goodell is with us here. Tell us about Chris Harris, the pastor, uh Bright Star Church and what your how you've kind of tied in all of that in Israel with what's happening with some of the violence in Chicago.
5: So Chris has gone to Israel several times recently and has paired up with an organization in Israel called Natal. And Natal basically provides social services and counseling to victims of terror within Israel. And there's a lot of PTSD, and it's not just soldiers. It's citizens who have walked into a restaurant, and a bomb has gone off in a restaurant, things like that. There are very few of those incidents in Israel, especially these days. But in the early 2000s, that was a common experience. Natal was born out of that. It does great work in terms of, of counseling and helping people rehabilitate and get back into the society. Chris brilliantly looked at that model and said, we're facing those same kinds of issues on the south and west side of Chicago. Why can't I apply those principles to what's going on here? and help to rehabilitate people who are, whose lives have been shattered by violence. And I think he's doing a wonderful job of that. He's, he's got a great partnership with not only Northwestern Medicine, the University of Chicago Medicine, as well as the United Way, and they're providing extensive services, training, psychological counseling to victims of urban violence in ways that are transforming lives here in the city of Chicago. Yeah.
1: And I can tell you're excited about this partnership.
5: Absolutely. And, and it's interesting in that because he discovered Natal in Israel and brought it back here, the Jewish community in Chicago has embraced his work here. And you find a lot of synagogues and Jewish organizations who are very much behind what Chris is doing. And, and it, he really effectively galvanized people who were looking for an outlet how can we just stand by as human beings and watch urban violence and not want to do anything about that and and this is a means for us to get together and to effectuate change through his organization bright star church the turn center and he's doing remarkable work in the Chicago area.
1: Well, I know because the, uh, you know, the African-American churches have been looking for answers like everybody else for this violence on the south side of Chicago and the west side of Chicago, and we've even had it spill into downstate communities in Champaign and Urbana and Danville and so forth, where uh, faith, uh, interfaith and different organizations trying to figure out what to do and how how to fix this.
5: Part of it is socioeconomic, and we can't ignore the elephant in the room. Crime tends to gravitate towards areas and segments of a society that are have-nots. And whether that's Appalachia or the west side of Chicago, it's just a demographic fact. The fact that you've got clusters of poor urban areas in Chicago makes them ripe for that kind of violence. And and it's really so sad when you think about the fact that Chicago's unemployment rate is so low. When you go to 90% of the city of Chicago, you see a remarkable city, an international city, a booming economy, safe streets, safe homes, safe schools. And then there are pockets of the city that are just deplorable and and we as citizens of this country cannot stand by idly and accept a permanent underclass where our brothers and sisters our fellow citizens are not getting the same resources are not getting the same opportunities and are suffering while we are living lives of comfort
1: all right, we're going to uh, get a hold of Chris Harris here. We're going to take a quick break. We're with Scott Gindell, U of I alum. He founded uh, his company back in 1985, uh, Terrico Real Estate, uh, does business all over the city of Chicago. We mentioned all the different places, had connections, of course, in the past to down in Champaign there on Prospect. And uh, big, big Illini fan going to the game tonight. We'll talk to him some more about uh, this particular project, the Turn Center, but also some of the other things he's involved with. He comes down to the U of I and Lecture's. On occasion, as well, Scott Gundell with us here this morning. We'll see if we can get Chris Harris on the line. We'll come back with more of our show here. Penny, for your thoughts after this timeout. It's Illini volleyball, 11 a.m. in the Sweet 16 against Marquette. Dave Lone has the play-by-play at 11. Pre-game at 10:30 Friday morning. We're back in Chicago, our Chicago location today. Back in studio tomorrow. Basketball tonight at the United Center in Chicago. Scott Gandell is with us, U of I alum, Big I fan. You went to the Northwestern game last night. I did. Yeah. I did.
5: The arena looks nice. It's yeah. it's only about seven thousand square, seven thousand uh, seats right now, so it's it's smaller than it once was, um, but I thought the proximity of the seats to the floor gave it a a good energy, and they did a nice job with their luxury spaces. I will right, we'll
1: see you at the United Center tonight. Uh, Pastor Chris Harris is with us on the line. Chris, uh, good morning to you. We've got your friend here, Scott Gandell with us here. Great to have you on today.
6: It is a pleasure to be with you guys, and you're absolutely right. He is certainly a great friend, and a statement i like to say, one of my brothers from another mother. (laughs) I I love it. I love it.
1: (laughs) Well, Chris, tell us about your church, uh, the Bright Star Community Church there in Bronzeville.
6: Absolutely. So I am um, the senior pastor of Bright Star Church of God in Christ, uh, right in the historic Bronzeville community, and um, that is just a little bit um, to the west of Hyde Park community, for those that don't know where Bronzeville is. And, you know, Bronzeville has uh, always been not only known historically for the great music and other things, but it is also where uh, the great migration landed. And so it's been an exciting uh, thing to be a son of the soil of Bronzeville. And then Bright Star Church has been around for 60 years, and I've had the privilege and pleasure of growing up there and now pastoring that congregation uh, for the last 20 years.
1: Well, tell us, uh, Pastor, about your work with Scott, and I uh, know your trip to Israel, and uh, and what you're doing here with the Turn Center. Kind of give us the the thumbnail sketch of all of that.
6: Absolutely. While the church is called Bright Star Church of God in Christ, the separate five hundred one c three that does a lot of community work is Bright Star Community Outreach, and folks can uh, take a look at our website bright star community dot com uh, to learn more. And we focus on uh, both intervention and prevention programs anti-violence programs. And um, the way that I got the privilege to connect to people like Scott is because of the work that I do with the uh, Jewish community and building relationships and bridges and reviving the history between African Americans and Jews. And I got a chance to take a great trip to Israel in December of 2012 um, on an educational trip through APAC and saw a place called Natal, uh, N-A-T-A-L, Trauma Counseling Center for those who live under the constant threat of violence and trauma. It blew my mind that the folks in Israel suffered from PTSD, and a light bulb went off in my head while I was there. I said, "While wow, they're worried about sirens and and missiles. Uh, we're counting body bags and toe tags in Chicago uh, every single day. At that time, it was 1,142 people. Now, since January of 2012, more than 4,400 people have been murdered in Chicago alone, uh, not including those who have been shot or wounded. And I asked the question, who did or does the trauma counseling for those families, whether it be the victim's family or perpetrator's family? Because we know that hurting people tend to hurt people, and the reality is no one. Because black and brown people don't really go to counseling for four reasons. They don't know, trust, or think they can afford counseling. And then number four, the stigma. Nobody wants to be labeled crazy. But the good news is they come and talk to people like me, the faith leader and the faith community. And so I said I wanted to identify, train, and certify faith and community leaders to provide trauma counseling based on the Israeli model. And many of our friends from Northwestern Hospital, uh, University of Chicago Hospital, the United Way, uh, MacArthur, and so many of our friends have partnered to fund this work that we call the Turn Center. And people like Scott and so many others are friends and supporters of this great work.
5: Chris, what, what did you learn about your work As we traveled together in Israel as an interfaith group?
6: Well there are several things that I learned Scott. Number one, I learned that there are, even though most of the folks that are uh, being plagued by the violence are black and brown people, it was really wonderful to know that there are people who don't look like us or live like us who actually care about us enough to get involved. I always say, say nothing about violence and trauma in Chicago until you do something about violence and trauma in Chicago. And that trip that we took together, uh, I've learned even the more uh, that we have so many more things in common than we do uh, that are contrasting. And on that trip, uh, whether we were Jewish or Christian, uh, none of that mattered. We were human beings. And it was really a privilege and a pleasure. I I also learned on that trip that many folks uh, who have been impacted uh, by trauma, uh, the trauma of the urban communities, there's of course this thing called vicarious trauma. Um, So many folks who don't live on the south or west side of Chicago who are of the Jewish community, they're traumatized by the trauma that we're living in every single day. And so folks have been looking for a way to plug in, to serve and serve with and help and heal the African-American communities. And they just don't know how to do it. And so that trip uh, that was really pushed by you, Scott, uh, uh, that trip that came together, it was first uh, idealistic and became realistic because you were relentless in making it happen. Uh, we got a chance to see that there are folks who really want to plug in. And now that's what we're really excited about.
5: If you will it, it is no dream. That was the right. quote by Theodore Herzl, the father of modern Zionism and really the person responsible For the modern state of Israel. That was his motto. There's also something else I want to talk to Brian and to Chris about, and that is how the narcissism of minor differences, as Freud once said, gets in the way of all that we have in common. And and it's important to be mindful of how much we share together, how connected we are through our own humanity. And this narcissism of minor differences gets in the way of all of us working together in a meaningful way to make society a better place.
6: I think that's absolutely right. And here, here's the thing that we have, uh, I've enjoyed about our relationship and friendship, Scott, is the fact that we all are close enough to challenge each other now. And, and we hold each other accountable And, you know, typically, uh, let's be honest, African Americans and Jews typically only get together um, during Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday, uh, where it's a kind of kumbaya moment. We link arms together during that holiday, and we rock and, and sing back and forth, We Shall Overcome. But I always tell our friends, you know, we won't overcome until we come over into each other's communities to learn what the challenges are, and what the opportunities are, and and where the bridges are, and then start to connect ourselves, so not just the adults, but the young people as well. And I I love the fact that that when we come together, um, if you as a Jewish person invite me to your Shabbat dinner, then in turn I'm going to invite you to my Shabbat barbecue. You know, <laughs> that's how it ought to be. You know, if I come to the synagogue, you can come to the church. Just this last Sunday, this past Sunday, a couple of days ago, uh, on Sunday, our good friends. Um, uh, David Brown and and Mike Zaransky as well as Bruce Taylor. All of those folks brought a bunch of folks to Bright Star Sunday morning, and we got together and they had worship with us this Sunday. More than 75 people from YPO Gold were actually at Bright Star. And then after church, we went over to the other Bright Star and had a brunch where we were all talking about how we can bridge the gap between our communities because we firmly believe that we're better together
5: better together i yeah. love
1: that pastor harris can you hang on through the news absolutely okay we'll talk some more here Our, my friend scott gindell is with us uh, u of i alum big illini fan we've got uh, chris harris with us pastor over at the bright star uh, church and involved in the uh, turn center as we uh, visit here in chicago we'll come back with more we've got the news headlines coming up uh, and then a break and then we'll continue here with scott and pastor chris harris after this time out here on dws
0: A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. Back on
1: Penny for Your Thoughts, Brian Barnhart with you, Adam Austin back in studio helping uh, maintain things as we uh, work out of our studio here in Chicago. Scott Gandell is uh, with me, known him uh, for several years, and uh, U of I alum, passionate Illini, of course, and Uh, has his uh, real estate company up here based in Wilmette uh, that he founded back in 1985, a leader in the Jewish community, being involved with uh, some work in both Israel and here now in the uh, community with our pastor, Chris Harris, who's on the line. And uh, we've been talking about their mission, the uh, Turn Center, uh, helping those, counseling those who are victims of violence in Chicago. And, Pastor, uh, let me ask you about uh, how has the response been to this, and is this something, for instance, in Champaign, Downstate, we've had violence, gun violence, and different things happen. Danville, Urbana, is this something that, as the response you've gauged, can be uh, done elsewhere?
6: Absolutely. And um, thanks for that question, Brian. You know, one of the things that we've been, you know, thinking about from the very beginning when I first took my trip to Israel, and this, uh, I just got back from Israel a few weeks ago. I was there for 21 days and took 40 liters from around the country, uh, both African-American pastors and rabbis uh, together. And the purpose of that trip was to, number one, focus on replication and also partnerships between the African-American and Jewish community in the various states. So our goal is to replicate the TURN Center, T-U-R-N, which is an acronym for the Urban Resilience Network. So absolutely, Um, we know that it's very important. And while I was there, in Israel on this last trip. Uh, Again, this was my fifth trip there. Uh, It was exciting because uh, a gentleman uh, heard that I was going to be there, had heard about the work uh, through uh, our Consul General of the Midwest, Aviv Ezra. Uh, And then Aviv brought uh, Ambassador Ron Dermer to the Turn Center and he fell in love with the work and they pushed for me to have a meeting with um, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu while I was there and um, he is excited about the replication of the turn center so we know that unfortunately this is needed everywhere Uh, but the reality is i'd rather have it and not need it than to need it and not have it and there are many people who are traumatized and trauma is not just based on who got shot or who got killed Uh, there's all kinds of trauma and we have a trauma helpline that's open now um people can call the helpline from wherever they are it's an 800 number, 888-TURN-123. Uh, uh, Again, 888-TURN-123. And whatever your traumatic experience has been, we have trained um, folks that are on the line to answer those calls every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, the Israelis came over and, uh, four different times, and they've trained more than um, 20 faith leaders out of 120 that are in line to get trained. And then we have the ambassadors who go throughout the community to make sure that the community is trauma-informed. So we realize this work with five core competencies, counseling, mentorship, parenting, workforce development, and advocacy is needed in most urban communities and in some suburban communities. So yes, we're looking forward to replicating. Mm
5: -hmm. By the way, Pastor Harris, tell them what the colors of the turn center are and all those beautiful shirts you wore in israel were what colors
6: (laughs) our colors are orange blue and white and uh Uh, (laughs) you can't go
1: you can't go wrong with that
5: there are a lot of orange and blue fans out there uh, pastor
6: (laughs) you better know it and and listen wherever especially when i go to the holy land uh, i'm wearing my shirts uh people can actually go to my facebook page pastor uh, Chris Harris Sr., and like that page, and they'll get a chance to see a bunch of that. Whenever I go to Israel, uh, I'm wearing uh, my orange and blue shirt everywhere, even to the Western Wall, <laughs> yes, because I, it's a holy land, and I'm asking the Lord yeah. uh, to bless the work that we do.
5: Maybe that's what I attracted to uh, me to the turn center and your work, Pastor Harris, is, <laughs> you know, I always favor orange and blue.
1: <laughs> well, uh, Pastor Four before we let you go, just, um, you know, in our community down in, downstate in Champaign, we've had situations, you know, where uh, whether it's gang-related or whatever's going on, the aftermath, that's why this is so important, I think, is the aftermath, because there'll just be a, a, a shooting, an incident at a house that doesn't make any sense to anybody. You know, you'll have young kids standing on the street or playing and or somebody gets shot in a house. They're just minding their own business. And it doesn't matter what race you are or what religion you are. I mean, people just want to be safe and in their homes and – be able to go outside and and live their lives, right?
6: That's that's exactly right. And if we go about our regular lives without acknowledging the fact that these violent issues and these challenges that our communities face, you know, um, exist, if we just go on with our lives and say that we don't care, it doesn't touch us, actually it really does. And uh, whether it touches us directly or indirectly, we should look at all humanity. This is what I tell all of my friends. I said, listen, until you see uh, my children as your children and I see your children uh, as my children and we are family uh, to one another, until we look at it that way, then we won't step up. Uh, um, One of the things I love about Scott, he stepped up to the plate. You know, there are a lot of people who hear us present and say, oh, that's a shame. But people like Scott roll up their sleeves and start to not only donate um, finances to support this work, but their time and their talents and building relationships and making connections. I'm on the radio with you guys today because Scott believes in the work and says, listen, I need the world to hear about this work. So I'm grateful for that because before you can actually do the great work and impact somebody's life you have to make sure people are aware of what's going on. And I'm pretty grateful for friendship like this because at the end of the day, our words must turn into work.
5: One other thing, Chris, that I I spoke about before you got on the air was the underlying causes of violence and how we address the results, but we don't do enough work addressing the cause of those results and right. and we have to acknowledge that there are unequal treatment there is unequal treatment for some segments of our city and we have to do more to address the fundamental issues that make a community ripe for violence
6: absolutely such as you know making sure that every child has access to a world class education um that's a part of the work that we do in bronzeville uh, making sure that, uh, folks have access to employment, right, uh, with how, household sustainable wages. Because at the end of the day, I still believe, no matter what we do, and we do a lot, the best violence prevention is a great education and access to great employment. And it's very important. And, and I think it's important that we have investment. In urban communities, Uh, just like there is investment, you know, on the north side of Chicago or uh, north of Roosevelt Road in Chicago, we need to make sure that there is adequate investment and equitable investment on the south and the west side of Chicago. And people are ready for that kind of investment. And I'm praying and hoping that this would be the same kind of pursuit in all urban communities around the country.
1: Well, Pastor, it's been great to visit with you today. Uh, just, again, uh, all the best to you, blessings to you and your work that, uh, that you're doing. If people uh, are listening down in Champaign and downstate, uh, more information, what should they do? Can they reach out to the Turn Center or reach you, or what's Absolutely. the best way to, to, to get more information?
6: Absolutely. Let me say thank you, Brian, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Scott, for having me on today. They can go to our website, www.brightstar.com. Community Outreach.com. Again, Bright Star Community Outreach.com. Uh, they can also uh click like on our Facebook page, Bright Star Community Outreach, or they can give us a call at 773 373 5220. Again, 773 373 5220. And I close with this say nothing until you do something about violence and trauma. Really appreciate you guys making folks aware of the work we're trying to do in Bronzeville.
1: All right, Pastor, thank you, and uh, Thanks, Chris. We'll, we'll talk to you soon, okay?
6: My honor. God bless you guys. Pre-
1: yes, God Bye. bless you too. Thank you. We'll take a break. We'll talk to Scott Gandell some more here, uh, various topics, all straight ahead as we continue here from Chicago. Penny for your thoughts.
5: Hi, uh, it's Dave Gentry. News, sports, weather, agribusiness, and more in a conversation with new Champaign County Sheriff Dustin Harmon Thursday on DWS.
1: We are back on the uh, Penny for Your Thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS. Glad you're with us today. Scott Gindel is with us here. Guy I've known a long time and a uh, big, big Illini fan. We do have a question uh, for you, Scott, and maybe uh, would have been for the pastor, but it says, a former. Police officer, I'd be curious what the opinions are of your guests concerning churches as no gun zones. The Pittsburgh synagogue tragedy is just one example of uh, criminals not reading signs. Obviously, what any thoughts on that? Or
5: so I, I I believe, and this may sound controversial, but I believe that having a couple congregants who are licensed to conceal carry um, would be a detriment. To these types of shootings and I know I know um, Chicago cops who carry in houses of worship and will not go into a house of worship without concealed carry I'm not sure that it's always the answer but I wouldn't say that it could never be the answer right
1: was that, uh, that was, uh, the Pittsburgh synagogue, what, what went through your mind on that? I mean, what, uh, I mean, any tragedy is awful, doesn't matter where it is, but. Uh. So
5: I was at a Jewish National Fund conference in Phoenix, Arizona, so there were 1,200 people there, all gathered, like-minded, and it was, A, very cathartic and, and supportive because everyone was able to lean on each other. And as it turned out, the shooting occurred on a Saturday. And that Sunday morning, Barry Weiss, who's the New York Times columnist, brilliant woman. She writes a, a regular column for the New York Times. She was um, writing a column for Sunday. And then Pittsburgh happened. She had her bat mitzvah at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh. So for her, this was unbelievably personal. She changed her column, she changed her speech for us, and at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning, she delivered a speech that was so powerful and so meaningful and so personal that there wasn't a dry eye in the house, and there were 800 people watching her speech on Sunday morning.
1: Scott Gandell is with us here this morning. We're on Penny for your thoughts. Let's hit some lighter topics. We're not far from the Trump Tower here. You said that's the best view of the city? The 16th
5: floor of the Trump Tower, if you ever get a chance in the summertime to have a drink on the balcony, I don't care what your politics are, have a drink there. You look out at the Michigan Avenue Bridge intersecting the Chicago River, these beautiful Art Deco buildings all around you from the 1920s, the modern buildings too. It is an architectural tour that you can have from one location in the city of Chicago I implore you, go and see it.
1: (laughs) You should be on the work for the Convention and Visitors Bureau, you know? Yeah, I love my city. I do. (laughs) You know, warts and all.
5: Yeah. And and I I feel the same way about my university. Mm -hmm. We have we have a few warts and and we can't not talk about the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is football and basketball are the front porch of any university. You look at uh, the Dukes of the world, the Notre Dames, the Ohio States, the Penn States, athletics and particularly basketball and football have enhanced the academic stature of those universities, especially you know if you look at Michigan as well, in profound ways. And we need to fix our front porch to help our academic standing in the world when you talk about that front
1: porch, you think about it, the attention that Loyola got last spring with their run to the Final Four. I mean, it was
5: unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And, and before last year, be mindful of the fact that Porter Moser never finished above fifth in the conference and then had this run to the Final Four. Oh. So was this an aberration, or is Porter Moser that good of a coach? I don't know. We'll find out. Do <laughs> you get down for many games? You know, I get down for a game or two a year. I, but, alums like me, if we were better, I'd go to more games. Last year, uh, a buddy of ours, Bill Shiner, and I flew out to Wake Forest for the game against Basketball Wake game. Forest. Yeah, yeah. We, Bill, flew to Maui this year. I saw so I'm out there. You you yeah. did, and 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 we want we want to have an outlet for that passion that we have for University of Illinois sports. I have friends who literally call me up and yell at me like it's my fault personally that Illinois football and basketball isn't better, that I should be doing something about this. So here I am, and I'm thinking, how can each one of us, because each one of us have to be part of, of the change they want to see in the world. How can we change Illinois sports, particularly football and basketball, because our minor sports are great.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, the golf's great. Volleyball's in the Sweet 16. Fantastic. Yeah, you know.
5: But but we need to change the perception of our front porch. If we don't do that, we're going to suffer, and and our academic standing will fall. Because football and basketball are part of the sex appeal as to why kids – Choose a university. It's why Wisconsin has gained in stature. When, when we were growing up, Wisconsin and right. Illinois, Illinois dwarfed Wisconsin oh, academics. Wisconsin
1: was awful in uh, it, it, sports. And, I mean, and,
5: it, and by the way, their academics were way down. Now we're about equal with Wisconsin. And, and if you're a North Shore kid or, or you, know, you come from means in the city of Chicago, places like Wisconsin and Michigan become sexier for you. And even, you know, I hear people talking about the Kelly School of Business versus the Geese School of Business. The candidates and the quality of the students at the Geese School of Business dwarfs that of the Kelly School of Business. They're, they're getting instruction at Geese that is far superior to Kelly. But Kelly is creating this aura, this image, this propaganda that is helping to attract kids and make that school sexy. We need to bring back the attention to our programs, to our schools, and part of it is making football and basketball more competitive. All right. We'll
1: come back with Scott uh, Gindell Some final thoughts here, and we've uh, got to take a break, though. Last one here before the top of the hour, back after this. We'll be in Chicago tonight for Big Ten Basketball. Illinois and Ohio State at the United Center. Tip-off at 6 o'clock. Illini Game Day with Scott Beatty at 4.30 comes your way later today. All right, a couple of uh, notes here. One, MX Electric, one of our sponsors. They work on both residential and commercial projects, and a free estimate is always given before they begin any project. I just saw Max yesterday. Uh, They have over 15 years of experience. They've seen just about everything. And to MX Electric, it's never that bad. They can do big projects. They've been involved with some of the commercial ones in town, Taco Bell on Neil, Starbucks on campus, Jimmy John's on – Kirby, Subway on Philo. They do remodels as well as new construction. Or if you just need a TV installed on that wall and you don't want it falling down, he can do that too. Uh, Ceiling fans, bulb bulb change outs, retrofit. Of course, with electrical issues, can come up in the Christmas time as well here with uh, all that's going on with the holidays and so forth. So make sure you uh, take care of all of that with MX Electric, 359-7293. Ask for Max. Uh, You'll talk to Nikita at first, Nikita Holmes. 3597293. All right, uh, quick uh, comments here from Scott. Your guests are correct. The issue is a monetary one. A young man can legally earn10 dollars an hour for eight hours or illegally a100 dollars an hour. I commend the effort. Good luck, he says.
5: Well, Thirty-second answer. If you if you read the book Free Economics by two University of Chicago scholars, what they'll say is this is a complete fallacy that 95% of people who are dealing in illicit trade or drugs are making less than five dollars an hour, and it's only that five percent that is shown as an example who are making a lot of money in this. So it is a fallacy. Uh, one more thing before we go: we need a mascot. We need a symbol. We're not going to get the Chief back. As much as we love the Chief, it's not coming back. My idea is General Land Grant. Grant, being a president of the United States, got his first generalship here in the state of Illinois. Land Grant was the creation of the University of Illinois, signed by Mr. Lincoln in 1862. Have General Land Grant riding on a horse, brandishing a sword, cheering on the Illini, and creating the energy that we have been lacking since the chief was sent away.
1: Well, there you go. That's pretty good. 30 second elevator speech. Very nice. I like your socks, by the way. Thank orange you. Orange and blue socks. A little yeah.
5: orange and blue and a little hey, ghost gray on I mean, them. Hey,
1: thank you, Scott. Great to see you again. Always a pleasure. Yep, and we'll see you tonight at the game. Go, Illini. United Center. Go, Illini against Ohio State. Thanks to Scott, to Pastor Chris Harris as well. That's going to wrap it up from Chicago. Join us tonight for Illini basketball. And this is WDWS Champaign Urbana. At the Tone, 11 o'clock Central.